Hello and welcome to Curious City. My name is Letty and I'm one of the co-founders of Curious Arts. This is a podcast all about encouraging people to get curious about what's going on creatively across the city. Um, I will be talking to a collection of individuals and organisations and companies that are making an impact and it's all about trying to encourage you to get off the sofa and get out into the world. Let's have a listen to who we're talking to today. Hello and welcome to Curious City. Today I'm very pleased to say I'm with performance artist, choreographer, movement practitioner and dog lover, Jess Gibson. Jess, hello. Hiya. Thank you for coming to chat to us today. No worries. Um, so I wanted to know, what is your first experience of dance? Oh my gosh, I must have been really little. I don't really remember it as like one experience. I just always remember moving and being really active and hyperactive and bouncing everywhere. Um, so yeah, I think I was just always in my nan's living room, moving, <laughs> dancing. And did you did you go to any of the you know the kind of classic ballet classes or any of that kind of stuff? Not so much later on. Actually, there wasn't really anything available for me, like from my background and where I lived and. Stuff and I, like I do detect. Uh, a nice little hint of scouse yeah that's right yeah yeah so what brought you to Sheffield um I had a friend that I met in Australia when I was traveling and she was a midwife here at the Jessup's wing and she always talks about Sheffield and how green it was and grassroots and it's got like all these like really chill vibes and I don't know I just really like the sound of it so I just moved here instead of going to Manchester when I got back from traveling there's you did describe Sheffield in a way that I absolutely loved which was um, the thing that you love about it, the grassroots DIY scene, practical mm. waterproof jackets and down-to-earth vibe. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Pre- that pretty much sums it up, doesn't I it? I think so, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, one of the questions I ask people is, can you talk a bit about the day in the life of you? And yours sounds extremely fun. Really? Yeah. Oh, good. So you go to meetings across the city, uh, meeting with either um, venues or mm. other practitioners, um, or you're rehearsing or you might be doing a residency somewhere yeah um, or finding new people to collaborate with yeah so I mean anyone listening to this might be like well that that sounds great yeah Um, it does (laughs) so how do you how do you do it how did you come to make this your life a really good question um i think at first when i first got to sheffield i found theater deli yeah i stumbled across theater deli and they were doing like a departure points course for sort of emergent artists and it was just a course on like how to promote yourself your artistic voice what kind of work you want to make how to collaborate so that was really useful that was like the starting point and obviously i just got to meet loads of great people there there and hear about what's going on everywhere else and so is is it your, you know, do you have to do other work to support your artistic work? Or? Sometimes, yeah. Like I run dance classes at Theatre Delhi as well. Okay. Um, so it's intermittent, like all different things, or I'll get commissions from Sheffield Health and Social Care um, to do a conference. So, Gosh, so it's really eclectic. Yeah, and it's really scary sometimes because I'll get Arts Council funding for one project and that'll see me through for a while, but then I'll have nothing. And how, I mean, that must have quite a significant impact on, you know, that that, that kind of um, underlying and constant 
when's the next thing yeah. or what's next yeah uh, am I going to be able to make ends meet and how yeah. do you how do you balance that how do you cope with that well I recently come off benefits I did need benefits to support myself right because I also have mental health difficulties and challenges so I have yeah. to be well first and foremost sure. and that comes first before my work because I can't do work if I'm not well no so that was the priority was being able to financially support myself whether I was well or unwell unwell, yeah yeah and just doing the amount of work to sort of be able to afford like nicer things like leisurely things or nicer food and healthier food and stuff like that and you're very open about your mental health issues (laughs) and you talk on your website about um experiencing uh a breakdown in 2014 Mm um what what impact do you think the mental health issues have had on your work and also how did you manage to recover from that episode and get back into yeah. into life again I suppose I think it's massively impacted my work it's informed my work in a way that the because I had insight after having like some people call it a breakthrough or a breakdown or whatever like people use different terminology for their experience um, but I saw it as having like an episode of psychosis I didn't know that that's what I was experiencing until um, afterwards until afterwards until I got the help for it and then started learning language and I was able to attribute that language to that experience um but that's informed my work massively because I didn't realize how sort of like pertinent it was and like reoccurring it was in people's lives to have mental health difficulties um and it just became I just became more aware of not my not just my own experience but everyone else's as well and wanting to raise more awareness around that and help people and lessen the sort of not so much stigma but also just making it more human like it's a part of being human you talk a lot about um about exploring what it is to be human Mm. so what does being human what does that mean for you i think it's this balance between being like it's nuanced for everybody because yeah. it's subjective but I think I think it's this balance between oh this is a hard question sorry it's really hard no it's all right I, I don't know why I asked it I'm just really <laughs> interested in 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 that question I think it's something that yeah we all think about yeah but it's difficult to express isn't it what yeah. being human means to you there's something about being an animal versus being a conscious being yeah and having a subjective experience versus objectively looking at everything else yeah (laughs) I don't know that's a very good answer do you think um (laughs) do you think you use the the medium of movement and dance because it is difficult to express the areas that you're exploring with words or do you use words within your work I think I used to use dance unconsciously like therapeutically and it was really cathartic for me and it was a form of expression and release and it was somewhere I'd go to feel more mindful yeah. and more present and more in my body um but then when I started gaining awareness into my own mental health I started then applying narrative and storytelling and looking at science and the science of like anxiety and the brain functioning and it and it started to overlap a little bit yeah and then that formed like the first show that I did that I toured was sort of blending those two things together. And how was that show received? 
really well I think yeah. I hope yeah it's gained some positive feedback and particularly around the label like borderline personality disorder I think that's been something that people have found really interesting to sort of see in a less clinical context I think yeah. um I also asked people about um career defining moments mm. and you mentioned quarantine yeah so for people the thing that you love about them particularly um you say that um, that until you'd seen a performance by then, mm. you didn't realise that theatre could could be what that show was. Yeah. Can you ex- sort of talk a bit about what that was? Yeah. So I got an opportunity to work with Quarantine in my second year of university through a lecturer, like a guest lecturer, who was working with them, and um, I used to go all the way to Manchester from Southport on the train and be exchanged for like food and transport to be a part of this production. And the way they worked was just amazing. Um, It was very community driven and it was very um, cross generational, like, and there was just so many different people from walks of life in one room, just having chats and it felt really organic. It didn't feel at all like- It wasn't the end game of a show. No, it was more like, let's all learn about each other's experience of life, what that looks like. Yeah. And then try and put it on stage without it being too performative. Gosh. It was really great. And that's had an impact on your own work. Um, the other company you reference is um, Third Angel mm. and their mentoring scheme. Yeah. Is that still something that goes on, their mentoring scheme? Yeah. So can you talk a bit about what that is and, and how yeah. it helped you develop your own style or your own practice yeah i think it's now changed to be called boost okay so it used to be called tams um and now it's boost and i found out about that i can't remember how i found out about that i think just being like active in the city and being a part of the deli and like all these other places i just came to learn about third angel and saw their work um and i think quarantine also told me about them so like there's connections there as well but their third angel mentoring scheme was amazing for me because I didn't see myself. I'd been out of work after having psychosis for about two or three years, maybe. It might be less than that. Um, and I just was envisioning me getting back into it since volunteering in quarantine and being a part of that. It sort of made me go, wow, yeah, this is the thing. This is transformative and I could maybe get back into this. And so I had an idea to make a show about my mental health experiences but make it hopeful and make yeah. it like positive and more about being human um and I applied for the third angel mentoring scheme and didn't really expect to get anywhere to be honest and uh, I, I just didn't have any confidence in myself at the time and so when I ended up getting through to the interviews and then ended up getting through to it I was like oh I've got to do this thing now <laughs> Uh-oh. I've actually <laughs> got to do it yeah but it was a massive a massive moment for me Big pivotal yeah and I think you know at, at times of crisis it's so important isn't it to sometimes the the step is someone else believing in you mm-hmm. so you can you can mm-hmm. start thinking hang on a minute maybe yeah maybe I am worth something and maybe I've got something to say and maybe this I can make something beautiful or helpful or hopeful out of this mm-hmm. horrible situation I've been in yeah and I think hopeful is a really, really interesting word when we're talking about mental health because I think there's a lot of press going on around it now and a lot of, um, I suppose, negativity mm. around it. But I do think it's really important to, to acknowledge that 
often those periods can teach us about ourselves or mm. give us profound creativity mm. either throughout it or afterwards yeah um so i'm not saying we should celebrate mental health issues but i, I think that we can view them yeah. in a more well a bit kinder a kinder way yeah there's an element of normalization isn't yeah there? that helps i think sure. um the other thing that you said you say about um artists and practitioners you uh value or that have had an impact on you is their ability or devotion to taking risks mm. what do you mean by that i guess just being true to their like artistic visions and trying things like taking risks and getting out there and showing people things and get gaining feedback or receiving criticism or constructive criticism and just having the bravery to do that like mm-hmm. put ideas out there and I don't know even if they're going to be oh, I don't know I don't know what I mean by that I think that's it I think it's just like positive risk taken even if you think it could be slightly dangerous it, or it's not commercial perhaps or yeah. it might be offending a, a people or it's a yeah it's a a difficult or untalked about topic yeah it's the willingness to be able to do that yeah and receive whatever's going to come back from that when you put it out there yeah and theatre delhi's such a great space for that kind of work isn't it yeah for sure um and you how long have you been in sheffield now then three years three years this might be my fourth might be my fourth and uh, you've clearly got lots of lots of love for it um, which is great, in particular Theatre Delhi. Yeah. Um, so what is it about that space? What is it about... Also, you mentioned part of your day mm. is possibly nipping into Theatre Delhi to cuddle Badger. Now, is mm. Badger an actual Badger, a person, or <laughs> a dog? He's a dog oh, right. that looks patterned like a Badger, which I suspect is where he got his name from. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm frequently in Theatre Delhi at the moment because... Um, I think working from home, doing whatever I'm doing, arts council funding bids or emails or trying to organise things can be quite isolating when you're in that yeah. phase. Because you're not always around other artists. You're sort of on your own but meeting people constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it can be quite isolating. So they allow me to have like hot desk in space because um, I'm one of their label artists. That's something that they offer, which is really nice because then I get to be in the space of just other people having social contact. So what are you working on at the moment? You're, you do, you're doing something with Delhi at the moment, is that right? Yeah, I'm doing a research and development um, project on a new show, hopefully, if that's what the research comes to. Um, and it's around confidence and failures and sort of like this shared idea of us feeling insecure and overcoming that. Why do you think we feel insecure, so insecure as a, a society at the moment? I think there's loads of different reasons. Yeah. I think there's a multitude of things. I think there's a huge thing with comparison. I was sat with Jevy doing some um, Genevieve Carver's, like a person I'm collaborating with, and we were sat doing some research and development yesterday, and we we were looking at like this uh, this sort of age of comparison and anxiety and how exposed we are to comparison, whether that's through advertisement or through social media yeah. or yeah. We're just taught to do it, aren't we? It's kind yeah. of ingrained in our psyche. And it's becoming more psyche. prolific, I think, this idea of comparison. And I think failure is quite an interesting um, an interesting topic mm. as well. Yeah. Um, what's your experience of failure? 
Ooh, I don't know because sometimes I think what now upon like reflection, sometimes I think was it a failure or was it something, was it a stepping stone? Yeah. And I think that's what's interesting is sometimes it's about like how you frame things or your perspective on things. Like, are we ever really failing? Yeah, it's, it's again, it's that comparison, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, well, what equates to success? Yeah. Um, success to one person might be a completely mm-hmm. different thing to someone else. Yeah, and it's always like relative to your culture and yeah. the society you live in and, and how that society might deem success or might deem failure. So like, it's really hard as an individual to know what your bar- barometer is if you're yeah. living in a world where like, there might be like a mold or a certain thing that says it's successful, yeah. like tick boxes. And you're, you're collaborating with Je- uh, Jevy, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, for, for people who might be listening to this who haven't done a kind of stint of R&D and mm. they don't understand how collaboration works, like how do two artists come into a space and start working together? It's a good question. This is my first R&D. Okay. Because um, the, the last show I did the Third Angel Mentoring Scheme, which led then to like a project grant, which then, so this is my first proper full R&D on a, on a new idea, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and it helps to have space and residencies. That's the first thing you sort of, for me, you have to source is where, where are you gonna- Where are you gonna do it? Where are you gonna do it? Yeah, because having that space to be creative, you might wanna get up and move. You might want to get you might want to write and and not be distracted so like it's finding a good space and then finding people um and i guess jevy came about because i've seen her work through scratches and i've seen her around and people kept um saying that our work was really similar yeah. and we'd never come into contact as like we'd seen each other around but we'd never worked together so we thought it'd be really exciting to to try that so, but what actually happens, like, when you go into the room, like, how do you start putting a show together? Or do you, do you again, think, we're not going to think about a show, we're just going to chat, or we're going to do some music, or do you do a dance? Like, what, what it's happens? It's really interesting, because <laughs> from a dance perspective, I think I have a different way of working sometimes. Like, I'll get a stimulus or an idea, and then I might improvise around that idea, or I might go and do some research first, and then, like, highlight words or themes that come out of, like, research, whether it's articles or um, blogs or whatever it is. Um, And the way me and Javi had done it this time around is we had a week together at Slunglow in Leeds. Yeah. And we just thought, okay, so we've got this rough idea that we want to look at confidence and like insecurity and and all, all this kind of stuff. So what does that mean? And we just sort of had a couple of writing days and research days where we pulled out um, articles, journals. It sounds really fun. Yeah, we ended up watching a lot of Love Island at yes. the minute. Yeah. That's that seems to be where the direction is Bit going. Bit of downtime. <laughs> That's actually research. Oh, I've you know I've never actually watched Love Island. Well. Six million people do. God, no wonder we're all miserable. Well, that's where we've ended up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, can do you know when is it still work in progress? So you need to have results back from this R and D, and then decide if the show's got legs or whatever. Yeah. So we've provisionally, no, 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 it works. It might have legs and run off, yeah. and we'll have to chase it. They're the most exciting kinds of shows, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's starting to do that already a little bit. 
I think what's really great is me and Javi just seem to work really well together with ideas and like we're never short of ideas, which is really helpful. Yeah. Um, but we've we've been pr- practicing stuff already, and I've ended up booking myself onto twerking course. Oh. Yeah. So I'm doing a twerking course soon. Where? And I've started pole dancing. <laughs> I can't wait to see this show. It doesn't mean that's going to be in it, but that's sort of. We've been researching a lot of bums and twerking and popular you, culture. Have you ever twerked before? It's not something like producer Joe. Have you ever twerked? Oh, I think I, I, think ba- that's I a can yes. vouch. I've probably seen Joe twerking actually. Yeah, yeah. he's nodding. He's yeah. actually nodding. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've twerked before in in probably in the comfort of my own boudoir. Boudoir, maybe jokingly with friends, but I don't think I've ever attended like a course. So, where is it in Sheffield? Yeah. Whereabouts? I think it's at the fitness club. Okay. And it's it's somebody I've never come into contact with before. I, I imagine it must it. be incredibly good for you, twerking. Yeah. But you'll have to you'll have to let us know. Could end up with a really bad back or something. Yeah. Don't want to put your back out while twerking. That's what I'm saying. I could. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. This could no. be the end of my movement career. Is Chevy going twerking with you? No, she no. does. She has come to pole a couple of times though. Okay. Which has been fun. It takes a lot of strength, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to be really strong, don't you? It's yeah. like core, core strength. Yeah. Mm. I'm really into it. Didn't think I'd be that into it. Though. So did you train in dance? Yeah. So, and that's what you did? Uh, did you go to uni or yeah. did you go to dance school? Yeah. And there's a psych- there's psychology in there as well, isn't there? Yeah, that's my second passion. So okay. I've got like arts, dance and theatre. And then I've got like psychology and... You're yeah. hoping, possibly, thinking about taking those things further and doing an MA? Yeah, hopefully, because I've started to blend those two together anyway, like the workshops we've been doing for this R&D, so that's another thing we do in research and development is we don't just sort of like preclude and yeah, yeah, we sort of go out as well into the community and, and gain like different perspectives on these ideas. And When you say the community, who are you talking about? Are you talking about the theatre community or the creative community or like literally you, you'll go into schools or walk into a Any? coffee shop or what, you know, how does that work? I think... Well, we've gone with like local organisations and charities that work with like young people or people with mental health difficulties or women. So it's really varied, but also we're going to do a public workshop so anybody can come along. And how do people find out about that? It'll be through Theatre Delhi because that's that with me being a label artist, they're really supporting me throughout the production and the research and development. So they're offering space for stuff and we're going to run a workshop there. Amazing. In collaboration with them. So if anyone listening does want to get involved, keep an eye on Delhi's website. Yeah, yeah. Um, and are you working on anything else at the moment? Or is it, are you just sort of focused on that? Podcasts, yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, which is really exciting and I'm really loving doing that because that's new. That's a new branch of artistry I've not ventured into and yeah. I'm really enjoying that. I it's am really too. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. I think more people should do them. Yeah. Mm. I like listening to them as well. So I find it very relaxing whilst cooking mm. and also it feels like I'm not really wasting my life if I'm watching, you know, something about telly that makes mm. you feel a little bit sordid, even if you're watching something highbrow. Do you know what I mean? Passive. Is that just me? Yeah. You can still do stuff. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's what it is. I can still be productive whilst mm. podcasting. Mm. Not actually. Any, anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so just before we finish, mm. um, I wondered if you wanted to give any other shout outs to any other organisations, creatives, individuals, your mum your lovely partner who you've actually mentioned in this questionnaire as being incredibly supportive and lovely. Um, we should crack him up, I think. 
Oh, good. Well, I hope that <laughs> put a smile on his face. Um, um, yeah, anyone, anyone you want to give a little anything. curious nod to? I know that Heather Morgan's recently started doing workshops um, at Common Ground, I think it is. I want to get that right. Um, and she's doing it just for people, anyone. And it's like sort of fun, like um, theatre okay. workshops. At Common Ground. Yeah. Um, so check that out. Because that's sort of no pressure. Not, just not exploration. To, yeah, just exploration for people who are interested in it. And that's really cool. And Genevieve Carver's on tour at the minute with her show and the unsung a beautiful way to be crazy check that out um don't really know what else that's fine shout out to badger badger and everyone at tsla lovely and joe willis obviously joe willis producer (laughs) (laughs) jess thank you so much for talking to us today no worries thanks for having me a curious arts production